you know, the worst part about this thing was that I had to watch football for like 15 minutes. That's all right. You got to see the loser jets be the loser jets. <laughs> yeah, like that, that two that two minute warning lasted like eight minutes. <laughs> Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red 5 standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. I am Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves, sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She's gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it! I could do this all day. All right, folks, so welcome to Movie Punditry. This is Mike. As Rando. And we got a special uh, emergency broadcast tonight. Because, um, as uh, you guys probably know, the Rise of Skywalker uh, trailer dropped. And uh, we both watched it. Uh, dropped a, I don't know, just about an hour ago, a little over that. And uh, so we wanted to kind of review it. We're going to watch it again and just kind of do a live commentary on it. And then uh, we're going to talk about our, our kind of feelings on it. Ready? Yeah, so we're we're locked on three seconds here, uh, and press play in three, two, one, play. So when I saw it first, saw this open, I'm like, I thought it was Dagobah. Yeah, it's either yeah, that or Endor, I, I'm I think. gonna say Endor. I think they're trying to pull it all the heartstrings here. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's all this debris on it, right? There's all this Death Star the- debris. Now, I don't know if this is supposed to be Tatooine or this is, you know, the Where desert. Where we see Finn. This is all on Endor. I don't know. Yeah. That's the same one that on, uh, on, uh, on uh, Lando in that yellow Oh, yeah, the, the water stuff. And I'm really interested to see where what planet this is That's a dope shot right there. With all the water? Oh, yeah. That's where the this has got to be Endor. Unless... No, because the first one blew up, right? Well, the Death Star wreckage. So here's my thing. Do you really think Palpatine is back or we're just getting some, like... I want to see how they swing that. Hey, yeah. You see the meme where it's like, how many? No, I think he's back. Starships does JJ need? And they're like, all That's of them. That's a good shot right there, that whole fleet. I'm not. Yeah. He's dying. Things are going to die. Yeah, I, I, I want to know what's going on with 3PO here. The red eye. You look in yeah. the background, there's battle droids in the background. You know, so we'll, like, we'll do our predictions. Um, I think I gotta take some notes and then we'll come back. Don't to forget see where there was that wrong, scene right. with him uh, with the red eyes and the other trailer, yeah. Saga land. They're riding some kind of space horse on a starter strip. I think we're gonna be under a lot of starter stories, like actual starter stories in this. Horses, yeah. That's the throne room. That's that. That's the throne room. I don't know. I think it didn't do it for me. The force be with you. Oh, There's the tear jerker moment. 
Yeah. So, so here's the deal. You know, I mean, we we talked about this. So, like, like the Force Awakens trailers, those three trailers, especially the last two, mm-hmm. I think were two of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life. Um, they were just cut so well. They just had such an emotional punch. And like I could still, even better. knowing what that movie is, I could still watch those trailers, and they still kind of choke yeah. me up a little bit. And this one, it's yeah, it's okay, I guess, but uh, it's not really pulling in like kind of emotional strings for me. But I, yeah, the little short one, the teaser, yeah, that that I I that seemed better than this one. This one, this one, they seem to be falling back on that same trope that they were doing, you know, where it's like these kind of just these snippets of dialogue with these big scenes and this big big music and it's like i've seen that already but i'm gonna say the the visuals in this are incredible yeah but this is your last chance to get the people that are on the fence or the real casual people into the movie theater to see this to me didn't do it to me it was like Okay, it's Star Wars. I saw lightsabers. I saw spaceships. I saw robots. I didn't see any aliens. And that's the only thing I'll say. This trilogy has been kind of missing that some aliens. Or is that just me? Yeah, no, I mean, there was definitely creatures in The Force Awakens, you know, in Mouse Kanata's castle. I mean, that was all, that was full of a lot of creatures. Um, Rise of Skywalker didn't really have any. I mean, you had the, you know, those little the caretakers on the island and, and, you know, a lot of the creatures in the casino, but they were just kind of in and out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this one, yeah, we haven't seen any other than that little, whatever that little thing is that's working on uh, working on 3PO there. They haven't gotten much prominence in this in this uh, saga. That's, that's another thing I want to touch on. This doesn't feel like a saga to me. I have, I'm not emotionally invested in Rey. I'm not emotionally invested in Kylo Ren. Well, I know. I don't, yeah, I mean, I know there are there are a lot of people who are super invested in these characters, um, especially in Kylo Ren, and and I think, you know, I think he's a very he's a really compelling character, and I think he's he's one of the more interesting characters, honestly, in the whole trilogy. But you know, there's a lot of these you know Raylo stands who are just like, yeah, oh, they need to do this and they need to do that, and and Ben needs to get redeemed and whatever. It's like I. I I don't need him to get redeemed. I hope he doesn't get redeemed. I hope he's the tragic hero. You know, he's like a tragic figure who throughout this whole thing, I think that would make it more interesting. I I personally, I think him getting redeemed is it's predictable. It's easy. It's seen it before. You know, I want to see something different out of this. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't get redeemed. I'm not going to be like, I don't want him. I'm not going to be like all internet mad if he does, but you know, no, I agree with you 100%. I, do want, I don't want him to be turned into like an anti-hero. I don't want him to turn good. No, like because you've had this guy who's trying his hardest to be bad when it seems like he knows damn well he is not a villain, but you are doing everything in your power to be a No, you're not. So you know what? See it all the way through. Do the most abhorrent, absolute horrible thing you can do. I mean, which he, we thought he tried to do last film when he couldn't even – he wanted to kill his mom. He couldn't do it. Try to get some some star tie fighters behind him to do it. So you know what? To me, that should have been the, the point of no return. There's no way this guy's coming back. You tried to have your mom killed. You have to go. You have to see this to the end. 
Yeah, you yeah. You're the villain. I and and I agree. He, I think he's gone too far to come back, and and so, you know, I, hell, you killed your dad, right? What's that? He killed his dad. He killed his father, like right in cold blood. But you know what? I'm I'm kind of on the fence about that one. Like like almost, you know, like. I mean, you could you could watch that that scene. To me, you could watch that scene, and see him struggling with it, and seeing I know what I have to do, but I don't want to do it, and almost seeing like like Han doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like Han holding the saber there, so that he can do it. And what would Han's rationale be for that? I I don't know, man. It's just to 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 ease his to ease his son's pain somehow to ease his descent to the dark side yeah but you know Han's not about that you know what i'm saying i mean he says he does but he doesn't really you know he he doesn't li- he doesn't live in that the way you know someone like luke does so you know it, that's that's kind of more abstract for han so you know but but you know here's the son who's clearly in pain who says he's in pain who says it's tearing him this this thing's tearing him apart and, and Han's pushing him one way, you know, pushing him one way or the other. Maybe it's not the way that he would have him go, but you know, at least it's getting him off the fence, so to speak. And, you know, that's the kind of guy Han is. I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened, but I could see I you know, one in you know, from a certain point of view, it could be seen that way. Um so, but I think, yeah, I think Kylo's too far gone. And I, I think if they bring him back, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Gee, yeah. If you know what, if they bring him back, you know what it is? It's, hey, Tony, I don't like the thought of you being up at the compound all by yourself. That's what it would be for me. If you try to redeem this guy, that's going to be the FedEx package to Tony Stark. And I'm going to be really upset. Absolutely, you 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 nailed it right on the money. It's it's easy, it's quick, and it. I mean, you know, the difference being is that that wasn't the end of the story. You're right. You know that was kind of more like a like a to me that was like a should have been like a like an Empire Strikes Back moment. Yep. But but and this is the end of the story. But but I still I I think it would be much more interesting if they let ha or they let Kylo Ren go out you know, as kind of a tragic figure. You know what? You really want to see set of fate that this dude is bad? Let him kill Chewbacca. Just don't kill Chewbacca. Why you got to be on that on Chewbacca like that? Hey, man, let's 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 see it all the way to the end. You want to be a bad guy? You want to be a villain? You want to be Darth Vader Jr.? Kill Chewbacca. Seems like 3PO's out, though. Kill him, too? I think it seems like that's what's going to happen. Just take everybody out. Yeah, so so here's this theory that I've read about 3PO in that they need to, in order to battle Palpatine or whatever they're doing, they need to, like, um, like decode, like, some Sith, like a Sith holocron or something like that. Yeah. And, like, all the droids are in the Republic are, like, programmed, like, specifically, like, they cannot do that. Like mm-hmm. it's hardwired into their programming that they cannot read like Sith language or, you know, uh, you know, access Sith technology or anything like that. And that they have to like 
do something to 3PO in order to get him to be able to do it. And that's why he goes into like the Sith mode kind of deal. And it, it destroys his programming basically. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, Anthony Daniels is no spring chicken anymore. You know, they got to, yeah. you know, you, we're not going to see him in anything anymore. So, you know, I think that, that whole thing kind of makes sense, but um, yeah, I think that, I think something is pretty bad is going to befall three uh, PO in this one. You know, I, I and stand in line with that. You know what? I wouldn't mind if you actually killed off all the original cast. And I know that would have been much better suited if it was Rian Johnson directing it. But I kind of think they need to stick with that. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. This well, I, shit. honestly, I think I think that was always the plan. You know, my understanding of going into this was it was going to be like they were going to kill off one of them in each of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may still see that. Yeah, I, that I think. I that mean, two of them are gone already. So yeah, I think. The, well, the thing is with with Luke, you can get away with some Force Ghost stuff. And I'd be okay with that. Well, you're definitely going to see. You, there's definitely Force Ghost stuff in this. Oh no, I'd be I'd be okay with that going forward if he popped up every now and then, like some voiceovers for some Force Ghost stuff. But this series has to move forward. I think it's it's about time. Like we got the whole nostalgia thing with the first one. We got a little bit the second one. Whatever the next trilogy is, and I guess I think that was Disney's plan. It has to separate themselves from the Skywalker thing. I know that's, and I think George wanted to always be about the Skywalkers. It has to, the mainline stuff has to separate itself from the Skywalker family. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think you're going to see that. I mean, because you, you, we have other projects, you know, coming out. I mean, yeah, fine. There's, they're doing the Obi-Wan show. That's great. But, yeah, you know, there's still, you know, whatever, um, you know, Weiss and Benahoff are working on, you know, the Game of Thrones guys are working on something. We don't know what it is yet. And, you know, Ryan Johnson keeps talking about, like, that his thing is still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, people, like, after the last shadow were like, oh, they're going to fire Ryan Johnson. And, he, you know, he came out and said, no, it's still a thing. <laughs> you know, it's down the road, but it's still a thing. And, uh, you know, so I think they're, you know, they're taking the long, they're taking the long view on this. And they're looking like, what are we going to do over the next 10, 15, 20 years? And... You know, I don't. I think I don't think we're going to see them rushing. I don't think we're going to see them pushing through this very hard. I think they're going to take their time. They're going to pick their pick their their spots, and you know they're going to let TV kind of do the heavy lifting for a while. And I think it'd be really smart. And then in a few years, you know, something else is going to come up. I mean, it's a big galaxy. There's no reason that they have to all be centered on like one little group of people. And. I- I see. This is why I wish Solo would have did a lot better. I mean, heck, they'd have just released the thing in November, December. It would have done a lot better because then I don't think they'd be as skittish as it seems like they are now to tell other stories. Granted, the Disney Plus gives them a vehicle for that, but I think there are other characters that deserve to be seen on a, on a movie screen. Um, do you think we get you know some more like offshoot stories going forward, or those are all gonna be? resign for the TV. No, I think, I think we are. I think down the road, I, I think you're probably not going to see another film for five years, maybe. 
Um, I think you'll see like, you know, another two years, maybe, maybe not next Comic-Con, but maybe the following Comic-Con, you know, 2021, you're going to see they'll, they'll announce something we're working on, you know, cause we know they're working on stuff. We know they're yeah. working on, on the, on the Weiss and Benahoff thing. We know we're working on the Ryan Johnson thing. We know they're working on movies. So I think you're going to see, you know, the year after next at Comic-Con, you're going to see some kind of, some kind of drop, some kind of news. And uh, it'll be for like, you know, 2025 or something or 2024. And, uh, you know, and then we'll see what that looks like. Okay. Now, wasn't did some Mandalorian news drop today? The only thing that I saw that was new is that uh, Carl Weathers is going to be directing some episodes in season two. Wow! Wait, 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 they've already greenlit season two. Yeah, they've already they're 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 not spending one hundred and fifty million dollars an episode or whatever stupid number they're spending to go one season to go ten shows. Um, so they're uh, apparently they've already planned on at least two seasons. Has Carl Weathers directed anything ever before? Um. I, I don't think so. Other than maybe some some independent films, some scenes um, in Rocky. I can <laughs> second unit stuff. I can. Uh, I'll look it up while we're while we're talking. But um, I think that's interesting. You know, I think it's good that they're, you know, getting his kind of viewpoint into it. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems he seems kind of excited about it. So now, what is this thing even going to be about? From what I um, understand, it's going to be about um, like a bounty hunter guild. Oh, and you know some uh, you know, who his character plays um, like the head of this bounty hunter guild. He's okay. like the guy who gets the jobs, you know. Some- John Wickian type stuff. He's the Bosley, you know, I don't know. He's, you know, his character grief is the one who uh, like kind of, you know, is gets contacted and hands out, hands out the assignments, I guess. I don't know. But, um, and, and so apparently they hire, uh, you know, in the first season, at least they hire the Mandalorian you know, we don't have a name other than the Mandalorian um, to uh, to find somebody, and that's really kind of, I think, kind of all we know about. Okay, him. and then he's we're assuming he's one of the clones or a descendant of one of the clones, right? Probably not. No, I, I don't see why he would be. He's a Mandalorian. He's not a clone. I thought wasn't that the planet where the clones were made? No, no, the clothes were made of Kamino. Oh, why did I? No, no, Manda, Mandalore, Mandalore is, um, Mandalore is a planet where Mandalore has a lot in like Clone Wars and Rebels. Okay, um, so it's a planet where where um, there is like a collection of people, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of more like not so much that you are, um like native to Mandalore, but like your people have migrated to Mandalore and that kind of makes you a Mandalorian. That's like outer rim uh, territory, right? Yeah. But there's, and there's a lot of like, there's a lot of clans and there's a lot of like, you know, in the history of Mandalore, there's a lot of, you know, internal strife and conflict. Um, 
So, uh, you know, it's a really interesting place. Like if you watch, you know, Clone Wars, or you watch Rebels in, in, in the Mandalore arcs, then um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff there. And there's a lot of really interesting characters. But wouldn't he have uh, to Mandalore? at least be a descendant of a clone to get that armor? No. No, the Mandalorian armor, I mean, if anything, the clones kind of kind of ripped off the uh, the Mandalorians, I guess. That, was like that. that looks just like a, a Fett helmet to me. Well, well, yeah, Fett had Mandalorian armor. Um, there's there's a question about whether whether Fett was actually Mandalorian or he just stole some Mandalorian armor. Mm-hmm. That, that, that I don't know. I'm really excited to. I, I hope it does well, and I hope it it allows them to expand the universe and also dig up some of that stuff from the books that a lot of us love and would like to see on screen. And you know, get them to take risk again because I feel like the Force Awakens played it safe, and then I love what the Last Jedi did. But I, I'm afraid that because of the backlash, they're going to play it safe with this film. Or do you think JJ is gonna take risk again? Well, I mean, JJ is not the kind of filmmaker that Ryan Johnson is, you know. So yeah, he tends to kind of play things a little safer as far as that goes. So I don't think you're gonna find, you know, I don't think you're gonna find anything really subversive um, mm-hmm. about it the way that you know Ryan Johnson would would really kind of upend things. So. Um, I think in that aspect, it'll probably be a little safer, but I think, I think there's going to be some, you know, interesting things in it. And I think he'll try to make some unexpected things. And I don't think it's going to be as safe as like the force awakens. Yeah, that, that movie was predictable outside of, you know, Finn being the janitor. Well, that movie was basically yeah. a new hope, you know? So, yeah. Wow. You're right. Yeah. I mean, at least structurally, you know, if not 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 necessarily the yeah. story, but you know, the, the the broad strokes of it were very similar to a new hope. There's a lot of echoes of that. And that's I mean, that's fine. That's I think that's actually what they were going for, but um you know, we'll 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 have to see. I mean, you know, I kinda try you know, I trust JJ. You know, I, I don't like everything he's done, but but he's he's done enough these things in to uh to at least let me give him the benefit of the doubt at this point. Did you purchase tickets? Are they on yeah. sale yet? No, I haven't bought tickets yet. Because I, I remember um, I saw a tweet that someone said that like, sites were crashing. Let me check. That wouldn't, Well, that wouldn't surprise me. Let me check right now. Yeah, there you got showtimes up. Yeah, I think uh, I want to go get started on this now, man. Yeah, time to whip out the credit card. All right, December 19th, let's see. Max 3D, you know, yeah, yeah, that's how I end up seeing every single of these last Star Wars movies. LD, 3D, I don't want that. Digital cinema, here we go. 
Let's see. Let's see what the epoch show looks like. Uh, okay, front section only. Oh, so you're going to purchase them while we're on the <laughs> I'm certainly looking. Yeah, there's, there's, there's hardly you? any tickets here, though. Yeah, you're right. Like, I didn't. I didn't think they were going on sale. Till, I like, didn't think they I'm were looking going at on the site at this point. You're looking into Saturday. Yeah, where? Well, there's still seats available on Thursday night. Dead. In the like the you know how yeah. you know how the uh, auditoriums have like that a good front, amount of sec- crown front section. I mean, it's Saturday though, but really, you could. Well, oh, bow tie. I haven't been in that theater yeah. in so long. You could pick seats there now. So, folks, while Mike tries to buy his ticket, um, the Watchmen dropped last night on HBO. It's not bad. The Watchmen dropped on HBO and Twitter went nuts. I still haven't been able to see it yet, but it seems to be drawn a line. And uh, some people who, let's just say there's some folks that hate other folks that are really up in arms about what was depicted on the screen last night. Um, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I heard what was depicted. Uh, it seemed to be reminiscent. You didn't of, see it? No. So, all right. So, I'm curious to see what what are you hearing. So, and it, I think it's gonna go along with who I follow on Twitter. So, I guess it depicted the the Black Wall Street massacre in Oklahoma in the first scene, and I was like, it was reminiscent of it. Um, and then I read up on the director, and he's talking about you know trying to push push certain stories and, and retell some things using comic books. And I just saw people losing their minds. Like, you know, don't bring issues and social things into comic books. And I think some people are forgetting about what, you know, what Stan Lee did used to use comic book for, what type of narratives he was pushing in those things. So I like I got a lot of people that were supportive of it. They were like, hey, this was cool. This was great. Do, do I'm gonna, more I'm gonna, like I'm gonna end, I'm gonna interrupt you right there. Yep. Anybody who says don't bring politics and social issues into the Watchmen has no idea what the Watchmen is. And see, so for me, the only thing I, I here's my uh, history with the Watchmen. I saw Zack Snyder's movie. I thought it was good. I didn't hate it like a lot of people. And I know what DC is doing now with them and the, the doomsday clock and, and some things like that. Other than that, I don't have a good, you know, big grasp on them. Okay, so the Watchmen, the Watchmen was um, entirely a response to the Reagan era, and it was um, an entirely this idea of it was like this alternate history about where um, Richard Nixon was able to get out of Watergate. Oh, and and was so popular that he was able to overturn. Uh, I guess it's the 20th amendment that limits that sets term limits and 
So he was able to be president for like, you know, like a decade or more. And what would the world look like kind of deal if that were the case? Um, and, you know, so that was like the kind of the big push of it. But it was very much this idea of, you know, does does the wrong does does the does doing evil things for a greater good um is it justified because the whole point was that you know the world was tearing itself apart and Ozymandias um created this fake terrorist attack um manufactured this terrorist attack this giant squid from space to to get the world powers to stop fighting each other and come together to fight the common foe. And it worked. I mean, a lot of people died in the terrorist attack. And, and so the watchman kind of went along with him. They knew the truth, but they carried it. Um, they kind of carried it out mm-hmm. with him, except for Rorschach. Cause Rorschach is the truther. Rorschach is all about, uncovering things and he was going to expose Osmandius and the rest of the watchmen kill Rorschach to keep to silence him wow and yeah so and that's that's in the book and they they got rid of that whole like terrorist plot like the giant squid from space Mm -hmm. thing in the in the book and they made it into like uh, Dr. Manhattan's kind of nuclear holocaust thing but it's just it's a similar theme you know what I'm saying is is you know, is doing the wrong thing for the right reason ever justified? And what are the ramifications of that? And so this this show seems to be following along with that. Um, a lot more closely to the book than, than to the movie. It did, doesn't really have a lot to do with the story in the movie. It's much more related to the graphic novel. That sounds amazing. So, so one of the things in this is there are these... Um, you know there are these these truthers these 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 this group of activists who are you know because the government has been covering this whole thing up now for decades and there's this group of activists who are um trying to uncover the truth and trying to kind of speak speak truth to yeah. power but they're racist but they're like white supremacists so it's it's I see the words going kind of see what, see what I'm saying so it's kind of like okay well they're they're white supremacist and they're like you know they're like the clan basically but also they're the ones who are trying to uncover the truth and bring justice to the people so are they good or are they bad <laughs> you know are yeah. they evil or are they you know um or are they good you know what happens when the bad guys are good guys and the good guys are uh, the bad guys are doing the good Mm -hmm. thing you know what i'm saying it's like it's it's it seems to be pretty interesting um like when i first finished watching it i was kind of like what the hell did i just watch but as i'm thinking about it a lot today and i've been thinking about it a lot today um it's it's really kind of starting to sink into me that wow i just really watched something i think it's going to be really special that you know, and the other the other thing is, there's this whole idea like the like the cops are yeah. masked. 
you know, you remember the Watchmen, like one of the big things about the Watchmen was that mass vigilantes were, were outlawed, which was kind of like one of the whole conceits of the whole thing. But in this reality now, because the cops have been attacked, um, a law was passed that allowed the cops to be masked. So the cops all hide mm-hmm. their identities. And so it's like kind of be like, are you supposed to be sympathetic to the police in this? But that, you know, throughout all this show about racial tension, are you supposed to be like, are the cops supposed to be sympathetic? It also raises a question like, you know, if a police officer is masked, how do you hold that person accountable? For, you know, if they do something wrong. Exactly. And so it's kind of like, you know, and, and from what I understand, because people have seen, they screened the first two episodes yeah. at Comic-Con um, for for certain, for like the press and for like a very small group. From what I understand, that, that kind of thing comes up in the second episode. Um, so it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. And of course, you know, Regina King um, and Don Johnson, who were the two top built stars kind of for the premiere, you know, they're both cops in it. So it's kind of like, all right, what's going on here? Hmm. I think when we get off, I will fire up HBO Go, take some notes. So, right. Yeah, really. I'm actually really interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, on that. I'm definitely going to. So, I mean, I guess that's what we'll talk about this Thursday. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things that I've been seeing on social media a lot is like like a lot of appreciation for people for them showing, you know, the the Tulsa race yeah. massacre, and because a lot of people didn't know about, I didn't even know about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those things yeah. that nobody talks about. You know, they don't teach it in school. They don't really teach it in school. They don't really talk about it that much. Um, I get, you know, I guess you can answer this better than I can, that it's much more well-known, obviously, in the black community. Yeah, it's one of those things that, it's also like this, depending on how, like, how much your your parents want to talk to you about history and things like nature. Like, I grew up in one of those households where, you know, there's the history that you got in school, but then, you know, my dad and my mom always made sure, especially my mom being a history teacher, she was always being on supplementing what I was going to get in school with African-American history. So that was something I was I was pretty well aware of. So when I heard people say that, they kind of depicted that on TV. I'm like, which TV? BET? And it's like, no, no, HBO The Watchmen. I'm like, no, 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 you must be wrong. Nobody would do that. So, yeah, I was like, wow, if, if that's where they're going, I can't wait to see the rest of this thing. Yeah, and, and so, like, I've, I've been seeing a lot of response today that that, you know, wow, this is great that this is coming out, and you know, people were really kind of impressed by it and the way and the way it was handled. I mean, they didn't shy away from the brutality of it. And they didn't shy away from, um, you know, the kind of things that had happened during it. So I'd be interested to see what your reaction to that first episode is, because it's it's very, you know, it's very thought. The tough part is going to be for now is my expectations are through the roof because I've seen what Twitter had to say. And that's one thing that I hate about, like something good coming out because I learned about it from Twitter but you get everybody's reaction, everybody's response. So you start looking for certain things versus watching it blind and, and you know, coming away with your own assessment. So like, um, yeah. And that's why, like, I wanted to be sure that um, I, I was like watching it like nine or two, you know? So I, I, I didn't want, I didn't want that kind of 
think, oh, they're yeah. doing this or they're doing that, or look at it this way or look at it that way. You know, I'd much rather, like you say, like go into a cold. All right. Um, anything else before we get up out of here? No, I think we're good. Folks, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back uh, close to schedule this week. Um, definitely going to talk about the Watchmen. I'll give you my thoughts and opinions. Um, I've been really wanting to review uh, Power of the Vec, House of X. I'm missing one issue. That's why I haven't talked much about it lately. Also, um, X-Men 1 relaunched. And there's some. So I do want to say this. Mike, you know how the, the love triangle between uh, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Cyclops has always existed, right? So right. Hickman has done something really crazy. Um, Mr. Sinister in this version is sort of like he has multiple multi copies of himself. He's, he's a master geneticist. One of his his versions of himself is like a, a gossip columnist. And in one of the issues, he he made a statement talking about, you know, he's sleeping with her, she's sleeping with him, and they all know about it, but no one talks about it. So, you know, you, most people just laughed it off. Okay, it's just being funny. So in each issue, Hickman does things. like He'll put little maps of Krakoa, which is where the mutants live now. So in one of them, he put like a house, like an architectural design of a house. And it's called the House of Summers, being, being uh, Scott Summers, Cyclops. So where Gene's room is, is a door on each side. On one side is Wolverine's room, and the other side is Cyclops' room. And they all three can go in and out of each other's rooms. So now it's led to this crazy speculation that maybe there's this like, it's just like an open marriage or open relationship that all three of them are having with one another. Which, um, and but apparently Scott has something on the side with Emma Frost that he's keeping secret, which may or may not upset Jinx. I guess everything's supposed to be on the table, this version of the X-Men. Yeah, really weird. And uh, I know some people are upset about, it, hey, maybe we shouldn't, you know, do something like this with the X Men. But I'm excited. Like, okay, take it in a much more mature direction. Let's see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, X Men's always been kind of that pushing those boundaries, and you know, they've always been kind of a a metaphor for you know the, the gay community or other marginalized communities. So. Uh, to see them kind of uh, playing in this sandbox doesn't really surprise me all that much. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out? No, except, uh, you know, go watch. The Watchmen? Go watch Watchmen, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's worth watching. I think we're going to wind up talking about it quite a bit over the next, you know, 10 weeks I guess or so. that's what we'll spend our Sundays watching until uh, Westworld, Westworld gets here. comes. All right, folks, thank you for joining us on another edition of Movie Punditry. You can find me at Ardell Burns on Twitter. Mike, where can they find you? I'm at uh, MikeyMo1741. Peace. Later. That was a good episode. <laughs>